Buster Moody. I'm the artist on Task Force Rad Squad, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Was that the real woohoo, or was that the the uh, full reality woohoo? Depends on how many people listening think one way or the other. It certainly does. We're all just brains in a bat. I mean, if you, you know, just... You manifested maybe three You manifested the the magic of VFC. It sounded all right to me. Yes. Chupacabra perked up its ears. What? Hey, everybody! Yes, it's time for 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 846. I'm Vince B. You are Vince B. I am David A. Price. That could be true. I, of course, may or may not be Lee Harvey Oswald. Mm. So th- w- are we going to do this the whole episode? Just let me know in advance. Like, are we going to go, could, ah, could be the truth, that, maybe that not. Your, no. That your delicate sensibility? I'm, there's yeah. one thing I'm not, and that is delicate. You're not Lee Harvey Oswald. Flower. Uh, yeah, you're Jason Wood, everybody. All together for this, our monthly book episode. In particular, The Department of Truth, Volume 1, The End of the World. And who brought this to you? For real. There's no conspiracy regarding this. This is the facts, the truth. You can extend your trade paperback Omnibu and manga collecting dollar immeasurably by going where? Where can they go? Cheapgraphicnovels.com. Exactly. Cheapgraphicnovels.com. Maximum impact on your comic book dollar. They have a ton of stuff. They also do pre orders. You can click on it and buy it, even if it's not published, because you'll get it when it comes out. It's amazing. Listen to this with some very co- closely. Because this message will self-destruct seconds after it comes out of my mouth. If you're a first-time customer to CheapGraphicNovels.com, you will receive, after your first order, you will receive an email confirmation about said order. What you got to do is you have to reply to that email message and tell them, Yo, I came here because of EOC, 11 o'clock comics. And guess what? You will receive... A free shipping credit for your second order. Um, you have to go to Home Depot and buy some road flares because you're going to need them to tell the truck where to back up all that mm-hmm. all that goodness Beep. on your Beep. second order. Beep. So there you go. Cheapgraphicnovels.com. Everything you want that's thicker than a Micron, so a collected edition. Mm. Yes. Everything you want at a mere fraction, a pittance of the retail price so go there and save it's how it works how about that how about that yeah i gotta get a, a good a good little lyrical like memorable thing i mean i think it's okay the way we're doing it now but i think it could be better so i gotta get some kind of a a poetry going We'll see where it goes. It evolves over time. Yeah, a little yeah. cadence, you know. It's, it's yeah. organic. It's, it's natural. It gets there. It gets the job done, but it could be prettier. Kind of like right. that. Right. Yeah. 
Never settle. No. Hell Heart's no. Always moving, baby. Well, I'm settling tonight because um, we don't have any other alcohol-based mm. drink in the house other than the the Yingling Lager. So that's what I'm drinking. It's all we have. It's either that or water. And I figured, uh, assuming the stuff that's going to start flowing from Jason's mouth, I'm going to need the alcohol wow. this episode. <laughs> that you, is nonsensical. Could you do that again? Wow. <laughs> Just Thank starting you. this episode off on the wrong foot. My on friend. the bizang. Woo! <laughs> Well, it's like we're sitting next to each other because uh, I decided to drink that heaping glass of water that you're opting not to drink. Nice. Just plain water? Not even the bubbles? No bubbles. Plain <sighs> water. Yeah. Did an analysis. I got to I gotta, I gotta accelerate my water intake. So. Wait a minute. You, <laughs> you did an analysis? Yeah, yeah I heard yes. it. So. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, bet you it's on a I, looked at, I looked at all of my all of my macros today. Uh-huh. Oh my God! And and I I'm not drinking enough pure water as I should be. So. Was it a pie chart or a bar graph? No, I was I threw it all in Excel. <laughs> yeah, but you don't 3D it afterwards. You don't make no, a pie chart or nothing. Oh I'm my God! I'm not a big God. fan of the of the charts and, and the like. I I just like the data. I like to the whole point the of Excel. I thought I'm more of a pivot table guy myself. There, right, you can pivot this table. Hmm. So I'm gonna yeah I'm trying trying to add another twenty thirty ounces of water to my intake. That's good. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> 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 well, is good. It's like it is. what the hell? But seriously, it's like, uh, it's like uh, the fountain of youth. Oh, oh water! Yeah, water is very important. It's important to yeah, stay yes. hydrated. Your skin yes, will thank you. Right, Dap. What are you drinking? Gosh. I I was fucking sweating my balls off up here earlier, so <laughs> I decided to have a nice chilled really extremely well tasting um gin and tonic made with empress gin and it's hitting the spot after this is done i have a um a big ass bottle of water because i have been upping my water intake and um i need some more so Nice. See, you analyzed your macros and you decided to drink more water. Well, he didn't. He didn't. It's, I just I don't drink soda. If it's if it's not if it's not a spirit, it's usually water. I or coffee in the morning. But yeah, I don't. It, it's uh, I'm at work. That's how office. I do it. Coffee's my water. water. Yeah. Well, no, that's see, that's that's part of where I've been going wrong. I I drink a lot more coffee than I did a year ago, and that's taking away from water and that's not good it's a bad swap so i I gotta i gotta try and get that back in balance oh well if i were to um consult my macros or whatever (laughs) uh the only water that i intake it would be from coffee damn how many cups a day would you say you drink it's not cups it's pots jesus christ as in two potsy two pots so that's like eight cups Ah, more than that. Yeah, it's more than that. But I don't. I don't go by cups. I go by uh, Yetis. Filled with fucking. Your gut not destroyed, dude. I cast iron, my dude. Nothing. Nothing's destroyed yet. For real, for real, damn. Yeah. Because I'm up to like five cups a day, and that's too much. For me, it's just too much. It's gotta gotta wean it back. All right, but you know what isn't too much? Our book of the damn month. Mm. The Department of Truth, Volume 1, The End of the World. Written 
by James. Now, I say Tinian, and I heard people say Tinian. What is it? Is it Tinian? Tinian. Yeah, like, like, like. But that's not, the, that's not yeah. how it's spelled, though. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It's so, whatever. So, James Tynan? The fourth. Thanks. Illustrated by Martin Simmons. And I think we have to give it up for the designer, uh, Dylan Todd. Yeah. I think and, it's uh, Simons for the, for the record. But. Oh, so I'm just like nowhere near <laughs> the bullseye this episode. Uh, yeah. No, we got to give it up for Dylan Todd. He is, quote, he is uh, listed as designer. And I'm guessing that he did a lot of the heavy lifting on this uh in terms of the visuals published by image this trade paperback encapsulates the first five issues of the currently running uh ongoing series quasi ongoing what does that mean uh well uh the 22nd issue was the i'm going to say last issue because that's the last issue that came out right but it does it's they haven't they said more is coming, but there's right. no and, there's no like official word of when that more will be. And based on how the twenty second issue ended, when it does return, it may um, cause some upheaval in what came before. So mm. basically, the the twenty two issues are what you have for now. And and, and is the omnibus twenty two issues? Or did you say no? That? The omnibus is twelve issues. Oh shit! Right. Okay. Yeah, so then, yeah. I'm sure they'll put that's out. That's weird. A- collection with all of it now that it's i i would have uh i could postulate a reason for the break but i don't want to play my cards this early in the episode so well and the trade paperbacks were were out of order the, because there's the, there yeah. are filling not filling issues six there, and seven there issues are, are yeah, yeah yeah six and seven are other artists all all within the theme and it and and the stories yeah. james james works really well with his artists so he he actually has different offshoots or, or, or origins of the department and other artists will come in and tell those stories. So because issue 22 is actually labeled chapter 15. So you do obviously see that the, yes. the one-offs aren't part of the ongoing narrative. Right. Yeah. It's like the monster of the week episodes of the X-Files. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, Jason needs to pose that question yeah we do I mean, <laughs> this one's a little little anticlimactic because a the series is what three years old uh yeah september 2020 is cover date of first issue right right so and and any anyone that's not brand spanking new to the show if you are welcome thanks for coming aboard but uh knows that dap and i have have read it and dap just alluded to we both read it through its entirety so uh so, Episode yes. six ninety nine was the first time you've heard the book mentioned on a there, podcast. There we go. Wow. See, isn't it wonderful to consult old episodes? It that is value added, right? Value added. Yeah. Uh, and and you obviously, if anyone listened to our run up to the book of the month and its choosing, would everyone would know that you had to this point not read it, despite yes. our and many of our delightful community members urging you yes. to the contrary. We got to uh, drop Brian Newberry and uh, others uh, because I was told that it's in my wheelhouse. I would love it. Uh, why aren't you reading it? Why are you so reluctant to uh, embrace things that we suggest to you? <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, 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 again, if I tell you why, I will be playing my, my hand, I think, far too early in, in mm. this, in this game. 
But um, I did try the book. I tried the first issue a, a ways back. And that reason was the reason why I didn't continue with it. I recall. In fact, I think in one of the episodes where mentioned, you may have mentioned it, maybe it was extra bonus content, but you just weren't feeling Martin's art, right? Oh, no, not at all. And and I I think oh, I thought that I thought no that, that is that is the reason oh that yeah, the, okay. the the I think um, the reason for the 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 breaks in 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 publication is uh, Martin has to consult the what would Bill Sienkiewicz do book chapters that aren't published he's got to borrow from Rod Rice you saying look at this this art is entirely beholden to Sienkiewicz in fact it is so close that I think Martin should be cutting Bill checks every month. It's ridiculously close to Sienkiewicz. Okay. In, in I, almost, I'm not going to disagree with you, but, and maybe we're going to start this episode off on an interesting tangent conversation. Is that a problem? No, but when the Padawan thinks he's the master or can, can at least live in the master's shadow, there's a problem. Uh, nobody does it like Sienkiewicz. Um, that's okay. how he. That's how he made his visual voice. When, mm-hmm. when, when you have cultivated a visual style that is so unique, or as unique as Sienkiewicz's, when someone else tries to be the rich little and come in and mimic it, it's glaringly obvious that the where where the where the stumbling blocks are. I like. I I think Simmons. Is it Simmons or Simons? Simons or whatever. I think I Ma- it's Simons. All right, Simons is very good, but he's not Sienkiewicz. So to me, the art mm-hmm. is 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 good. It got me through. I think I think Martin is good. He's good. Mm-hmm. It got me through the narrative. Got me through the story enough to formulate an opinion on what's going on. I enjoyed it. Okay, but I I think. It's incredibly ballsy to take this approach because um, it's 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 ridiculously close to Sienkiewicz. I may surprise you, but I don't disagree. Yes, I I don't think this book. We were talking last week. I forget which book it was, but we were talking about how there are certain books where the artist is so definitively perfect for the book. You couldn't fathom the book being uh, in existence or at least as good right. with a different visual style. I don't remember what book read. That's true of many comics. Um, I don't think that's true with this one. Right. I, I, meaning that I, again, I very much love this series. Maybe up totally upfront about that for if people aren't, don't realize that, but, but I, I don't think I have seen Martin's work in other places. If you dig in our archives, I probably panned his work in other places. Um, I think this is a case where his very Sienkiewicz esque style fits the book well, and it so it, it it works. Uh, I I but I wouldn't say that his art is something that generally would draw me into a subsequent series if I saw it. Right, right. I just think Bill should be very, very flattered, right? Because you know the old the old uh, adage, but um, for my money, he's not as elegant um, compositionally. He doesn't uh, he doesn't have that panache with exaggerating the the the, the human form that Sienkiewicz does. It's just to my eyes, it's not nearly as inventive as Bill. 
in 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 all respect design color rendering all of it um it, he even used the cut and paste like smile motif that bill used in electro assassin for you know ken wind there there, there are things that y you should know as, as a, a person that that um it should be aware of of the high points of the field in which you're a professional, uh, the illustration field. Like Sinkevich is hard to to skirt, right? The, he he casts a, a an imposing figure in in illustration circles. He's done so. He was like the the instigator for so many visual techniques that have been since he he instigated them have been beaten to death by by lesser talents and i'm i'm not to 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 shit on martin but you're not as good as sinkevich <laughs> who is right so I, I that's the the stumbling block for me on this series are the visuals they get the job done but i cannot extricate sinkevich from everything i'm seeing so there you go let's start it with that that What's the question? What way in here about what do you think about this Sienkiewicz comparison? Does it does it ring true to you? What do you think of, of Simon's art relative to just the art itself? I mean, is I like. It, is I, it a big I, selling point for you? No, I, it was because I think um, that this would not work if somebody like you know Fornes or Somni or anybody else really i could say i mean except for maybe you know rod if you could get him off on candy x-force it, it's one of those things which is it, yes it's it's a very sinkevichy looking book but i think because of the story james is telling it absolutely works and and yeah i don't think anybody else um if anybody else were to draw this um i i don't know if it would be as engaging if it would manipulate my emotions the way especially the third issue did there are certain things that happen that you know if it looked like a traditional standard comic book i i i, I read world tree which comes out i think maybe next week and and that's that's also james's book and um it's freaky as fuck and and i can't wait till we can talk about it but it's um that art would not work with department of truth that it, it just i think um if martin is going to channel somebody then by all means yes for something like this absolutely borrow from bill i'm not I, it, it doesn't I, I wasn't reading it thinking wow if only you know bill could draw this it, it 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 wasn't it wasn't a situation where somebody was like or i felt that james couldn't get bill couldn't afford him or whatever it's like all right i'll just get somebody to draw like him it 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 just the words, the pictures, for me, they work. I, I, I get that it was a stumbling block for, for Vince at the onset, but um, I didn't... Um, I'm, I'm at a point right now where as long as... I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about swiping. I don't want anybody to... I'm, I'm not about to pull out some Arthur Soydon books, but it, it's it's one of those things where if if it's complimentary, if it serves the story, if, if, if it moves things along, then, then it's fine. Yeah, there are... I mean, and that's not across the board i'm sure i could read another book tomorrow and and just be put off by the art because somebody's drawing like somebody else and it doesn't fit but this i i really legitimately had no problems with um 
with anything that they did on these pages. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I agree with that too. I mean, it. it, it I mean, it is evidenced by the fact that I really enjoyed the series and read all twenty-two issues. Right? It's not. It, it's not. I think it's fine. I mean, to me, there and there are artists that are fr- fringier style artists that that either work for you or don't. Right? I mean. Vince, I don't think you're a big fan of Andrea Sorrentino as memory serves, you know, and I love his work, but like, I understand his work is very, very specific, um, in its style. Right. And, and like, there are artists that are probably people would compare to Sorrentino that I don't like at all. And, and so it's, it is, it's sometimes there, there inevitably, if you have it, uh, if you have tastes and you like, you don't like a hundred percent of the things that you experience, there's kind of, there's going to be a line just like right like at some point in a bad rainstorm there's one parcel of land right next to another that's not getting any water like there's always an edge and so i i do find that intellectually curious where like these if we were to match up all the different factors that we think turn us on or off about types of art there's inevitably some that that go right up against it where if they were a little bit different or a little bit tweaked we probably wouldn't vibe with it but but it's right at the edge of what we do vibe with and yeah uh, I, i'm I'm gonna be a little nerdy here and say uh martin is the triumph to sinkevich's rush on this if you're a fan of rush um they have a very specific recipe uh to their sound and a band called triumph who just happened to be from canada as well <laughs> they have a very similar recipe to their sound but uh, Triumph does not taste like Rush, and that's all I'm saying here. That mm-hmm. uh, Martin got the job done. It mm-hmm. was I finished the issues. I I, I I will very very willingly embark into the omnibus when I get it. I think it's a it's a worthwhile valuable series. But um, that's uh, that's all I'm going to say. I guess. So one thing we didn't really discuss when we decided to do the book of the month, because it was ultimately you saying, I, let's do the book of the month. And Daff and I were like, well, let's fucking do it. Cause yeah. we've obviously read it. And like, but what made you like, you weren't into it for, you know, you gave the first issue a try. Like you said, you didn't really vibe on the art moved on from it. Is it just that because it went on for another two, two plus years and it continued to be praised by, by, you know, us and others that you thought, well, this is in my wheelhouse thematically let me see if I misjudged it. Was it was it yeah. that kind of curiosity? No, it was uh, something like that. I thought there had to be more to it mm-hmm. than than what I took away because, like I said, I only read the first issue. Sure. And um, as we know, having read, well, you guys read more than I did, but let's collectively, we have all read the first five issues. As you know, after reading the first five, the real conceit of the book doesn't pop up until third issue fourth issue right like you you get the lay of the land but the specifics like the real chewy center of of what the department is doing doesn't pop up until i i'm 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 not exact because we'll get into it but -hmm. it's like third issue right third or fourth issue i think Mm -hmm. fourth in, in terms of the the schematics of department of truth issue four is the most important of these five so so for me i, I mean i should have read the uh, was i don't even even know if they were available to me when i started reading the first uh issue so let's, let's just say i i should have i i should have had an inkling that there was more to it than what 
was contained in the first issue. So you you say the fourth issue is where the fourth is very important as far as everything establishing the department and, and yeah and what the story's about okay yeah uh, no that that okay all right because i mean yes yes there are there are issues that um that uh can kind of rock you throughout the series but but i definitely yeah i i i, I see what Inten- you're intentionally so. so yeah yeah i believe that the uh the chestnuts were picked f- very cleverly and for a specific purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let's get into it. If we're not, are we done with the preamble? Because let's get to the meat here. The meaty, meaty. We good? Uh, so uh, issue one um, begins with a pair of interrogations. One, Lee Harvey Oswald, uh, post-Kennedy assassination. And, and many years later, Special Agent Cole Turner of the FBI. And can we be uh, blatant about the links to X-Files in this book, too? Oh, of course. All right. Yeah. Uh, which is good, because uh, th- there are few series I love more than X-Files. So mm. it's, it's great. Uh, it's in the Library of Congress. Uh, what Cole Turner does is he studies um, the meme-based communications of right-wing conspiracy theorists. He he uh, scrutinizes their little funny pictures, and um, turns out that he was at a flat Earth Society convention, and uh, <laughs> was brought to uh, a, a pair of brothers, escorted to a pair of brothers named Kenneth and Bertram Boulay, who are the Koch brothers. Yeah, they're they're oil men, um, and but more importantly. Um, all the money derived from said oil is used to fuel right-wing politicians and, just so happens, the stuff that Turner studied. So, I mean, that money's got to come from somewhere. So these guys are, are pumping uh, shekels into the, the right wing. And um, Turner's asked if he believed. He said, do you believe? And when he answers in the affirmative, he's taken to a gathering. And here's where the whole thing starts to unravel. Um, it's a film of Stanley Kubrick's fake moon landing uh, is screened. Uh, but then the, he, the, the real uh, point of it all, he's taken on a private plane and shown, uh, as Scotty would say, literally the end of the world. Uh, he, he's... Um, escorted uh, to a place that is literally the edge of the map. This is it, right? And then um, plane lands, and before the group can board a helicopter to go to the peak of this massive wall of ice, the the group is gunned down by a woman, mm-hmm. appropriately uh, named Ruby. Um, the, Ruby was the very woman that brought Cole back for interrogation at the beginning of the issue, but um, the incident was an example of truth given form through belief, and that's that's one of the things that's at the heart of the book. That um, Boulay brothers have convinced a large enough group of people that the world was flat, 
um, that their efforts actually transformed reality into mirroring those beliefs. Now, uh, Tanyan drops the Tulpa reference, which is big in Twin Peaks. Um, and there's a lot of things in this series that, that have ties to Twin Peaks as well. The fact that um, our, our boy's name is Cole is uh, one of them. And the, uh, another thing is the, uh, the woman in red is is very close to uh the blue rose lady in uh fire walked with me but whatever so um this reality transformation that we're talking about is retroactive meaning that if they succeed in transforming reality it would always have been that way so after informing turner that he's now playing for a new team the big big bomb is dropped uh, the man who he's been talking to in this interrogation is none other than Lee Harvey Oswald. And the organization he heads is the Department of Truth. Uh, how fitting is it, and it's really smart, that one of the key elements in arguably the world's greatest conspiracy theories heads an organization devoted to eradicating said conspiracy theories. Like, that's really smart on jt Force part to uh to make um oswald the head and to name his gal friday ruby because if you know your kennedy assassination and stuff that spiraled out of it who killed lee Har harvey oswald jack ruby. ruby yeah so uh but that's that was my exposure to it and i thought oh this is kind of neat um i like the fact that uh JT is playing with belief systems because that is a very, very strong force. And if you could get a bunch of people to believe something, we've seen it, right? With the QAnon people, they, they go to silly lengths to do things when they oh, believe yeah. they're in the right. Where they believe, if they believe, if they're convinced that what they believe is the truth, you can manipulate people into doing a lot of freaky shit. So, I mean, I've always thought that, um, look at, and no offense to anybody who believes, but look at Christianity. Like, that's one of the more pervasive belief systems humanity has ever seen, right? I mean, it gets back to what we talked about at the open of last week. I mean, I, I, would, I would argue the greatest collective belief into existence is is money 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 literally is just a we all believe in it so it is it has value like yeah it is it is just a global promise that somehow we got a hundred percent of of civilized people to agree is real <laughs> it's amazing actually that we it is incredible it's pretty incredible and it can really melt your brain if you start thinking about that and how it might you know how how one how what would the world look like if 20% of the world stopped believing that money was real, <laughs> right? Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it's just like time, right? Uh, time is an artificial construct based on belief, too. We believe time exists, therefore it does. But does it? <laughs> no, not really. You know, I don't, I'm sure the whole universe doesn't slice the uh, their day up in accord to what we do here or even subscribe to that theory at all, but whatever. Um, no, I, uh, 
it's it's a compelling start, right? If if you're going to ridicule the flat earthers, but use them as a basis for um, launching an entire series, like that's pretty ingenious to me. You can laugh at them, like ho ho ho. You know, science has disproven your beliefs. All you got to do is look at any. Um, well, the, the data's there, yet they still cling to the notion that we live on a flat plane, which is. <laughs> Uh, okay well it's and it's it's i think tynan deserves credit because he starts off in the first pages and then obviously with with the boss of of the whole department being lee Har- harvey oswald playing with what may be the the most well-known pervasive conspiracy right that modern day in, 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 in yeah. modern american history right this idea that that jfk was you know killed by someone else um, wait, you wait. You think that's the the biggest conspiracy theory just of modern days? Uh, just widely, I just think in terms of like if we were to measure the percentage of people that believe it, right? And like they even talk about it in, in an issue where it's like the reason it, it it's the reason that still works is because lots of people, a tremendous amount of people, believe that JFK was wasn't killed by Lee Harvey Oswald. They just it's just that no, there's just not enough people that agree with any one one specific explanation for what really happened and so it doesn't really manifest but my point is is like he was smart to pick that because no matter how old you are like you're aware that that is something that a good chunk of like you probably know someone that believes that right yeah like like we all know someone that believes that jfk was a conspiracy right like whether well now you have all the idiots who think jfk jr is coming back right right oh wait just so we we're we're on the record Mm -hmm. uh, do we all collectively agree that there was some kind of conspiracy behind the assassination of jfk do you really think it was just ruby that or uh lee harvey oswell that did it back into the left no no of course but right but 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 i have no i have no strong belief nor evidence of what the like that's what makes that like 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 what really happened right, right. Like but I, you, I, I believe something there's I, more to it than that yeah there's something but, sinister behind it yes but, but i think the point being that whoever it was that orchestrated said thing you know it could be castro it could be uh, uh, the russians what for whatever reason it could have that the, there's the lyndon b johnson theory like whatever but but the fact remains that they altered reality in the wake of that assassination like he's right. dead. That, that, that's that's not going to change. That, but that's what I'm saying. I think Tyner was smart to start with that. Yes, because the we narrative all have a, a view on. Yes, we all know someone that thinks they know what really happened, right? I mean, we've had movies made about the yeah. thing, right? I mean, yeah. JFK with Oliver Stone and many others. But um, and then he, and then like you said, and then he, and then as the as the issue goes on, we we get a much sillier, fringier conspiracy, right? Like a lot, a lot, a much smaller percentage of people believe that the earth is actually flat, but it's still a thing that we're all aware of. And chances are, you know, someone or, you know, of someone that believes it, even if it's like a celebrity, right? Like, like I know that Kyrie Irving and Shaq have both professed belief in it. Right. So it's like, it makes you immediately think of like those goddamn idiots. What? No way, Shaq. No way. Well, Shaq recanted. Like, I think Shaq's just like, not that smart. And like, I think someone presented to him, yeah, with, with, with a really love. compelling, like, hey, dude. He doesn't like, want to insult his friend. So he was like, oh, maybe it's true because he's not – he's like – but I think he quickly was like, nah, it's probably – you know what I mean? Like it was one of those deals. But like people were like, oh, Shaq's flat earther. I think he recanted it. But my my point is not even that. Let's, we're going down a rabbit hole here. But but my point is, is like I think Tyner was smart to pick two things that are um, – one is like 
one of the, if not the most pervasively believed conspiracy out there. Yes. And then he picked one that's like super fringe. Ridicule. Where most people reading the comic think is absurd. Yes. Yeah. 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 The, uh, diametrically opposed. Right. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, the, you know, you can't shake the, uh, the Kennedy assassination. It, it, it was the end of Avalon. Right. Right. It, right. It, and, and in, in the aftermath, they do exactly what the Department of Truth does they yep. changed the narrative they, they altered reality um not in a case where they they literally used a, a masking narrative to obliterate the existing one because nobody knew what the existing was one was to begin with there were so many permutations and, and it just spiraled off into so many directions that no one could lock on to exactly what happened but the fact remains that the what has now been uh, obliterated. No one will ever know what happened to Kennedy because sure. they took great effort to change the story and eliminate those who witnessed the reality of the situation. So, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. There were um, there in almost every issue. There was something that resonated with me beyond the page beyond just reading the story like especially in the first issue because i i had a co-worker she retired right um right before we had to started going back to campus during the pandemic and she she does have questions she i'm not going to say she is a complete flat earther but she she needs to see concrete evidence she needs to she, she believes that you know that the government would be or 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 there are organizations that are keeping things from us or uh, manipulating things. So, so she's not 100% sure that, you know, the earth is a sphere. She, um, <laughs> she, she, I mean, she, she also, she also votes against her, her, her own interests. I mean, she's, she's a cancer survivor. Her mom is sick. She's, she needs, um, she needs medicine, but she votes Republican all the time. And, and it's just, it's, it, it, it breaks my heart. And, and it's, it's, you know, and, and she lives in Yonkers, so they taxi coming and going. And it's like, why do you, I just, I, 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 I just, I don't understand. And, and, and so something somehow must have just festered and, and, and infected her head that just, it, I, I don't know as, as the series continues. And I, I just, it, it hurts a little bit that, there are people who I understand. Listen, if if you have your beliefs or you want to just, you need to actually visually, physically hold something or see something to actually believe it. I I, I that's science. I get that. But but you know when when you are have when you have people who are who are trusted and 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 established organizations and science. I mean actual fucking facts and. And you still shrug, and you're like, "I don't believe it." It's like, how do you? This isn't Santa Claus. This isn't. We're not. This is actual. This actually exists. This is something that 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 is a benefit or or harms you. And but they just I. The, so it's it's not so far fetched. Reading this, reading the series, there are there are absolutely there are threads where you're just like, I. You're not just saying. I could see that being true, or I could see somebody doing that. I know somebody who thinks that this is true, and and right. it it just it 
it hammers it home so much harder. It's it's it really is. It's I mean, I don't want this to be adapted to any sort of other medium because I don't want people to like look at it as a documentary and be like, see, I told you the government was out there. I just I just keep it as a comic. Let people read it if they want to read it. But I just I don't want it's bad enough. We have people who think like this out there manipulating things and 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 it just i but this is it it was a series that it kind of just almost the perfect time there was no other really there's really no other error whether it was the the political age whatever you want to say that this would probably have hit as hard as as it did i think once um and i don't want to downplay jt's um efforts i think i think there are true flash, flashes of brilliance in this series from what i've read and the uh, the department of truth's function is the number one right um but i think that once he came up with that i think everything probably fell into place like not to say that it's an easy series to write but i'm guessing that once you get that uh instigating thing that the department does everything just falls into place right sure. there well, are so many around, right I mean, right because, you, there's so many but yeah. that's the that's the sign of a really cool concept a, a very rich concept that can be manipulated in a bunch of different ways like so you could there could be a, a department of truth um 1602 version you know what i mean yeah, that yeah. W- it, wherever there's been um uh, a belief system put in place by someone other like, you know like a ruling body or an organization or the church whatever whenever something is taken as fact the department could be there to exploit that fact you know what i mean so i think it's a really neat premise that can be extrapolated or in a lot of different directions in a lot of different time frames i would i would read a department of truth 1602 eh, you mm-hmm. may you, you may get an issue or two here there but the um, i was gonna say yeah they, they, <laughs> the, i'm uh, sure the templars pop up right at um, one time they have the, to. I mean, uh, elsa elsa charité uh is does a she's the first guest artist we were just talking about her last week as well she uh she does a flashback issue as an example. Right. The uh, and and I, I from there was an interview. I think I saw that um, JT was. Uh, I think he started coming up with this like around 2017 or 2018. So it it was, and I think at first when we get to, like to the QAnon stuff, he he didn't he he didn't think that, that was really going to have much legs. But it, it started to, like I guess kind of died down a little bit until it ramped up again and and so it just gave him more material to work with but it it, it obviously like it it would have been yes there are little things here and there as as as, as we continue through this volume um that go back to the even before the the clinton and, and the obama administrations but it kind of it, it this, this kind of came about because of the previous administration and all the nonsense that came along with it yeah i mean right Re- reading this especially rereading it uh you know <clears throat> it, it it is a startling reminder of how much even in the last 10 years things have changed in terms of the ease with which misinformation can not only exist but be believed right mm, i mean sure. i think we're 
we're at an all-time crisis level with that, right? I mean, in yep. the sense that that what is true and not true now is so easily dismissed. And to your point, Dap, I mean, again, we always, you know, how many years have we all been like, oh, science, facts. But, like, there was a non-trivial, and I mean, like, tens of percents of, of, of the populace, I mean, 30, 40 percent, that now pretty much views science and math as as fake as anything that we would say is ridiculous and like that is it's kind of like this book's premise like what percent of people need to stop believing in science as a way to prove things before science no longer proves things right like like we're kind of at that point i think enough people just don't believe anything no matter what they're presented with that it's almost like well then is it even like how do we prove anything's real? <laughs> like, like, how do we, like, if you're just not going to believe it, like, what, how do I, you know, when it was only 1% of the maniacs out there and you'd be like, well, you're just a nut. But when, you know, you got 20% of the sitting elected politicians that have these views, like, what, what do we, I don't know. We're pretty close to the chasm. Yeah. Yeah. You're not kidding. I think the truth is an elusive beast. I really do. Um, I don't know how far you want to get into our own personal beliefs on life, the universe, and everything, but I don't think I, I think the, the the truth is uh, seldom seldom encountered <laughs> in 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 a lot of of uh, arenas, uh, politics, religion. Uh, it just just go I mean, down the line. So <clears throat> you know, you're talking about um, what's presented to you, like. Yeah, yeah. I just I have okay. to ask myself, what is the value in whatever um, body is is you know the, the words are coming from? What is the value of them telling the truth? Why why would it behoove them to tell you the the uh, the, the the legitimate truth? There, I, there is it, it doesn't work in anyone's favor to tell you the 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 truth. It works in their favor to manipulate you. Do do I think that everything that comes out of Washington is the truth? Hell no, no, absolutely not. And I'm not I'm not a you know tinfoil hat wearing woo woo. But again, what is the what is the the goal in telling you the truth? I'm I'm of. There are there are times where, or I, I guess maybe for the most part, um, I do like to think that. Um, they, they, the government, um, at least the ones that, well, the, the ones I'd like to think this of, um, are, do look out for their constituents' best interests, but they are careful as to how much, uh, we don't need to know everything. I understand the whole freedom of press and, and, you know, people have a right to know things. The information is there, okay, but I don't think at every moment we all need to know everything i i, I think that it, it, too much information or at least maybe too much truth might could be harmful i i uh, in some degree i don't it, there there are things that i don't i don't necessarily need to know but if if the government wants to keep things from me they're doing and, it in your best interest. Uh, well, I, I obviously not completely, not one hundred percent. No, because there, there are you know there, there, there are of course at least two sides to politics. So everybody's out for themselves to some degree. But um, 
I'm not saying I, 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 I want to live in a bubble or, or, you know, keep my head under the covers, but there, there are, there are times where I don't like, you know, the past few weeks, it's, it's like, you know, we would get home and, and watch some news and then decompress watching some nonsense. But lately my wife has decided to not watch as much news because there's just, there's, there's just too much. And it, it's, if it's not nonsense, it's just too much dreariness and dread and, and just horrible shit because people are horrible and you got to unplug. So I don't need to be inundated. I don't need to be hit over the head. I can go and look for information if I want it. I can go and find out what's going on in the world, but I don't need it brought to my eyeballs and my ears 24 seven. And the reason I asked, you know, as far as things that are presented to you that whether or not, you know, you believe or, or don't think it's the truth. I was, I was more concerned that, you know, if you were leaving your house and driving to work, if you were like, if, if you had some, if you were in like some fugue state and you're like, did I, did I drive myself here? Is this, how did I get here? I no, 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 no. Okay. No, right. no, I don't, as far as truth, I don't believe anything I'm told. You guys know this. I don't. Oh, no, no. Question everything. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, um, and I ask why. Because, why, why? They, because they have established a pattern. Look, I mean, just to take one of the biggest, um, things that i saw firsthand was remember you guys wouldn't remember uh maybe david the energy crisis in the 70s where they were rationing gas because everything was uh, we're running out and and you have to these license plate numbers go on this day it was all an experiment and now you look back and you're like what the fuck we were fed this line and did anyone ever go back and say yo what about that energy crisis thing what uh, that wasn't real right you guys just concocted this thing to see how the, your your constituents would react in the face of of not being able to like consume energy. Like, look what happened. There were whatever, but I mean, there there's a pattern of that kind of behavior. Where look at the the Kennedy assassination. That has never been. You will we like I, we said in the beginning of the episode. We will never ever get the truth on that. Mm-hmm. And that's an event that changed life forever yeah <laughs> but that that's why i always uh I, I question everything that that i'm told because what value is there in the truth when i could if i could find the value of a person actually telling me through like okay you don't you try not to question your parents or your family or those close to you because why would they lie to you right but sometimes it happens, right? And I, I'm not saying I, I, I have a, um, a ranking system where if you guys tell me something, God damn it, it's the truth, right? Or, okay. or, or the wife or the kids tell me something or uh, very, very close friends. I don't question it. But as you go down the chain of association, I question everything that, because like what is in it for you to tell me the truth? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean that just may be paranoia, but um, that's how it is. Yeah, I mean it's complicated, right? Though it's that's very complicated the thing, because that's mo- that's why. But unfortunately, I think I-, I think too many people now just take that tack. They're like, "Well, I don't believe anything. Like, what? Like, why would I believe that to be true?" And and so there has to be there have there has to be some. Think, way with which we can be tethered to a reality yeah that we all generally agree to so that things function right but, like, but questioning the truth and just flat out not believing it are two different things 
Yes. Sure. If you give me the data that I can therefore go and research and say, all right, so this source, which has yeah. been trusted, says this. Okay, well, that lends credibility to the things you're telling me. Like, I'm not just like, whoa, you're not telling me like that. I don't put a blanket over everything. But if I can find out, if I do my diligence and find out that what you're saying uh the things coming out of your mouth can be true, then okay, I'm going to lean into it. I'm going to believe you because yeah. these all these sources back up your claims. The problem we have, though, again, today is that so, so many people, even that are endeavoring to take that step, can be misled very quickly by finding, quote, unquote, proof on the Internet that says that what's <laughs> being true is not true, right? right and that's right. the – like – you know, one one thing again that that uh, that like is not quite fifty fifty, but there's like the anti vax stuff, right? Like we poo poo the anti vaxxers, but a lot of people are anti vax. Oh, right? for real, for right? real, a lot, right? Yeah. And and the interesting thing there is that it's not as people with scientific and medical backgrounds of of legitimate backgrounds that have, for whatever reasons whether it be insanity or their own agendas, I don't know, have put forth a relatively large comprehensive set of opinion pieces and faux scientific studies and counter studies and metadata to argue that the reasons people are anti-vax are legitimate, right? And so, like, I'm sure you, like, maybe because of my, like, I have come across in my lifetime many what I would consider otherwise reasonable well-educated non-loony people mm -hmm. often mothers young the, the most obvious target there that in their heart of hearts because they want to make sure they protect their children which is a perfectly rational and normal maternal instinct believe in our anti-vaxxers right like like and it that i'm like oh they're not loons like they're not loons in any other way like they're not believing in reptilians or you know they're not they're not spouting the protocols of the elders of Zion like they like they they just like they don't like and that's a I know we're going a lot of directions on this one yeah. comic but like I was glad he put that the, in the book by the way the protocols yeah, like like that's one of the things where like um uh you know like with QAnon right like like and I'm sure we've, like the fascinating thing about QAnon is how insidious it was developed to prey upon cohorts of people that wouldn't have historically been prone to conspiracies right you know suburban moms who were in the caught up in the covid thrall and you know you want to scare them tell them that there's a conspiracy to torture and molest children right like that's a yeah. that's a like that like who unless you're a sicko like who 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 isn't appalled and, and wants to make you know, pedophilia a zero. Like we all want pedophilia to, to be non-existent, like to have a zero percent, you know, rate. So like, it's 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 yeah, these dark web says no, right? Yeah, it's this insidious <laughs> way to manipulate these groups that otherwise wouldn't really be prone to these viewpoints, which is pretty shocking. And right. uh, and I give Tynan credit. You know, like any good sci-fi, I mean, a story is so much often about when it's put out and if it resonates. And I, I think it, it's a really was a timely idea that he had. Um, and yes, to your point about I, I, the protocols of elders, not I mean, you know, 
literally the Rothschilds get mentioned in this comic. Yes, that that I mean, that I, is I, one of that is one of the books. Know, I work for I work for Rothschild <laughs> Capital Partners, and I can tell you that we have had many experience over the twenty plus years that I have been there that, that people have you know side-eyed and brought up the protocols of Diana <laughs> or, or, or the Illuminati or the Cabal. And, uh, yeah, and, that, 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 one thing does not lead to the other, okay? Eh, but I well, can only imagine... Like, when it comes to these conspiracies, people people combine them to suit their needs, right? Like They, they do. Like, everything gets intertwined, right? Like, right, this right. Like, so, um, but yeah, I mean, and like, we can laugh, but I mean... No. You know, I, I, I mean, but, but the protocols are... As popular now as the very, I mean, Kyrie Irving is still making forty million dollars a year playing in the NBA, even though he's literally like out in public endorsing these incredibly hateful things and playing the. Oh, I didn't really realize that they were anti-Semitic. Like, they're, they're, mm-hmm. how could you not? If you've professed to know them and read them, they are inherently like whether you're crazy enough to believe they were true or not. Like, they're anti-Semitic, right? Like, sure. Like you, you. Like, I can't believe you're dumb enough to believe them to be true. But if you happen to be dumb enough to believe them to be true, either way, the conclusion you're drawing is that is that Jewish people have been running the world with insidious measures for you know a, a couple centuries. Like it's like some it of them Italian. <laughs> it is definitionally anti-Semitic. Whether you believe it's true or not is a whole different another debate. But if you've read it and are espousing it, it is anti-Semitic. Like, there's no gray right. area there. You right. can't read them and think it's about something other than anti-Semitism. Like, that is what they are. Like it's, this is not like some 4,000-page, you know, ancient book like the Bible where you can read a million different things into it and say, well, I think it means this or anything. It's like, like the protocols have only existed and are a relatively small number. You're breaking up, and now you're you're... You're not, yeah. Mm. Bummer. Well, that, did you hit a, a mute button or anything? Because you went away for a no. couple seconds. No. Well, the, the the reason I was laughing, uh, giggling when when the the protocols of the elders of Zion was mentioned was because I can imagine whenever that book hits the table, people going, "Oh, this fucking book, <laughs> this, this fucking book." Can we ever get away from it? Like it is, I think that's a go-to. That is one, that's like second base. They, as, if you hate, if you have hate in your heart for, for anybody on this planet, that's one of the bases you got to touch is, you know, you got to shit on the Jews. And it's, why? Why? I don't understand it. That's, that's, yeah. I, I just don't get it. Why a certain group or, 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 uh, belief uh, system would be targeted just because. Mm. Well, whatever, whatever. Um, I uh, a related story, and it's it's sort of kind of mentioned. He's not mentioned by name uh, within these first five issues, but may I'm sure he comes up somewhere along the line because you can't talk QAnon and that kind of belief system without getting into Bill Cooper, William Cooper, uh, Behold a Pale Horse. Uh, back in the 90s, I got a shortwave radio, and uh, Bill had a show uh, called The Hour of the Time that was on shortwave, and I was completely fascinated. Um, like, Bill was big into the Kennedy assassination and the the alien cover-up, but one of the things that Bill included in his manifesto was the protocols of the elders of Zion, and I was like, mm, I think you're losing me with this one. You know, 
Um, mm-hmm. And he was all about a lot of the things he he uh, railed against were valid. Like you know, uh, he's a big proponent of of no gun control, and I get it. You know, we there are certain things that are whatever. Uh, but he would go down wackadoodle territory after a while and and get into like these really not even borderline hateful, but just like yeah, Jews bad. Uh, and I, I I didn't I I can't feel that because yeah it's just, it, no. But um, oddly enough, he was I don't know if the uh, powers that be played into his narrative, but he was killed in a shootout with the with the police on the on the grounds of his home. Mm-hmm. So all that gun um, railing against gun control didn't do him any good because yeah. you, you live by the gun, you die by the gun. But anyway, well, the other magic that Tynan captures here is that. Uh, and one of the things I think is cool about this idea that they're they're trying sometimes to nip nip these conspiracies in the bud before they cross the chasm into changing reality is there is always kernels of truth in a lot of the common conspiracies, right? Like, like you know, this idea, like the PizzaGate thing, is absurd and ridiculous on all on all levels. But but Jeffrey Epstein was a despicable human being, yes, who did traffic in sexual including children and did so with lots of really powerful people on both sides of the political party like that is en- not enabled enabled by that's what i'm people. saying like, yeah. like you know and you know me i am the least conspiratorial person on the earth but like there is enough evidence that we the public have been presented emphatically that jeffrey epstein catered to sexual proclivities of incredibly wealthy and influential people Including many prominent Republican and like it is, and that's why. And again, this like, but it sounds like conspiracy theory because it's like, you know, died in prison. Of course, he was killed. Like, yeah. is there any like? I would bet my hope that he was killed in prison, and why? Because he was an enemy of power, an enemy of Republicans, or an enemy of Democrats. He was a threat to powerful people on both sides of the ledger. Exactly. And we all get so caught up every day, and I'm guilty of it too, of like, oh, Dems versus Republicans and evil. But at the heart of it all, and I do believe this in my heart of heart, it is about class warfare. Like powerful people ally with other powerful people in their own best interests. So like as much as we think Republicans and Democrats hate each other – when there's a real existential threat to their existences, a la Jeffrey Epstein, they get in a room and say, let's just off the dude. And it's done well, like, well, the, without hesitation. Yeah, the dumb Republicans hate just for the sake of hate. No, no, like, but what like, I'm saying over, is, like, like, yeah. is like Jeffrey – like if you were to say like, oh, this is crazy rich dude and he's got an island and he's, and he's, and he's bringing you know, all these powerful people to the island so they can do crazy sexual things. Like that sounds a lot like what the QAnoners believe, right? Only it's true. Like, that part is true. So it really is, like, you can understand how you could take that, which in and of itself seems pretty fantastical, right? and then start layering other things onto it that, like, befit your more, um, your agenda, or your more, like, whether, again, you're going to layer political aspect to it because you want to curry anger against the political side, or you want to layer a racial or ethnic aspect to it because you like that's the interesting thing about a lot of these things is there are kernels of truth that even on the surface we find hard to accept but are likely true 
and then you can build off that. And that's that's one of the things that 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 scares me about where we are now, right? Because like, because like Epstein was a freak, and like we should uncover all the things he did, and all the people that did them should be held accountable, right? Whether it's you know again like. I don't know who like I don't personally have any idea which of these power brokers really did fucked up shit with them, but I know that we've got thousands and thousands of photos and records of the people he hung out with, right? Yeah. yeah. Now just be now listen, you know I I transact at least in my day job with very wealthy people. It is not unreasonable to think that if you're a person of influence, you are socializing at a big soiree with other people that are probably not your cup of tea, right? So like just because there's a picture of like. You know, Bill Clinton or George Bush with his arm around Jeffrey Epstein at a party. Like, I don't believe you can conclude that they were on an island at some point, you know, having sex with, you know, Thai children. Like, I don't think that's a fair like that is a big leap to make. But like if you were a detective and you were investigating all of this, like that would be a string you'd need to pull. Right. Like, it's a like clue. you yeah. need to like vet that and be like well how many times did you meet him like are there flight records of you ever going to that like these would be things that if you had carte blanche you'd probably want to start unpacking right now i'm guessing in most cases because the dude's dead like they're just like all right let's shut this down like we don't but that that's the thing after the after the source of the conspiracy theory is is eliminated or goes away or or whatever then the story ends and it shouldn't end Right, right, sure. It, 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 sh- it should. You should follow those leads to their logical and and real conclusion. Like, let's go after these people, but you can't because money and power eliminate evidence. Right. Yes. So yes, whatever. All right. Now, uh, second issue. There, there's <laughs> even hour into it. There's even that. more interrogations yeah. and interviews. Uh, Cole, this time as a child, uh, relating the events of his meeting with the star-faced man. Uh, and I think um, it's really smart. Again, that's a word that I would use for JT's concepts here, that uh, they bring the satanic panic into it. And your uh, antagonist, as far as young Cole is concerned, has a pentagram on its forehead. Right, the face, the, the star is a pentagram. So that is a a a um, part and parcel of Satanism, according to the Rubes, is the pentagram. So um, and it's really great because the star-faced man's eating a baby. He's got a baby hungry on the dish, and he's cutting it up. And you know, nothing is real, Cole, little man. It's all a dream. Don't say anything because if you do, the devil's going to find out and he'll get you. So Cole has carried this, um, these memories with him into adulthood and they're traumatizing and he wants to know if, if, if the perpetrator was real or not. Did he go into some kind of uh, did he have a seizure or did he, did he, did he make it all up? Is were they generated in his own mind or was it actually quote real? So, uh, present day Cole's married, uh, to a man named Maddie. And, uh, this is again where, where JT throws in the satanic panic and the McMartin preschool trial, which if you don't know, was the most expensive criminal trial in American history. Seven years, uh, then $15 million, and uh, there were no convictions. 
there was fingers pointed at Ray Buckley, but um, nobody went down for anything. And but the 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 gist of it uh, was that the witnesses uh, were being led; they're being manipulated. Uh, into saying and thinking and believing things and parroting things that they had heard on the news and in public, which is pretty much part and parcel of the whole idea of this series. That you can. I, honestly, I had no idea about any of that. Truth. It's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm saying I had no idea. I think that's great. I did not know that. Yeah. No. Uh, but it's smart, again, because it, it encapsulates the whole idea behind Department of Truth, manipulating the truth. Um, and 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 Cole, like I said, he needs to know if this Starface character was real. So uh, they go to rock bottom. They actually hit rock bottom, and that is the uh, a name for the deepest sub basement in the Department of Truth. The archives are located in rock bottom, and uh, there is a Doctor Tinfoil who <laughs> wears who wears a tinfoil hat. That's funny. Um, and, and you know, you get into the whole thing where belief changes digital media too quickly and tinfoil keeps um, physical media. He, he doesn't rely on digital mm-hmm. because digital is very easily, as we said, manipulated. Uh, the place is a, a maze of newspaper clippings and red string. Uh, one of the things I laughed at was that uh, – so you have the notion that um, mass belief – creates things or perpetuates things and um he goes yeah we had a real problem with santa claus <laughs> because <laughs> because children all believing in the same thing would give rise to the thing and they're like sure. he, he's like yeah we had to take him out a couple times but yeah it's no big thing um it was cole's childhood memories of the star-faced man intersect with those of a current child her name's carrie and um she sees the 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 star-faced man and the lady in red with the ex with the crossed out eyes um from Cole's memory and uh, do we agree that the lady in red is the devil is it specifically stated that quote devil that the lady in red is uh an evil force in this book that's what we're. Le- that's what Cole's led to believe, that the the you know from a couple of sources that the lady in red was, um, the devil, and I don't know whether I it's specifically said or it's alluded to, but um, what do you guys think about this character? She carries the the symbology in the last issue. Well, we yeah, I mean, we find out her name later on, right. Her name is Babylon. Oh, in in the subsequent issues, yes. a- after five, her name is Babylon. So, she, yeah, could she be the whore of Babylon? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But so, not the devil then. Well, not the devil in like per se, in the sense of like it's satanic, but but certainly a um, adversarial force, right? Uh, any comments on the second issue? I thought the second issue um, extrapolated the, the the main idea really well, but we did get the the Starface Man, which is a huge thing, at least in these um, five issues. I don't know how 
far beyond issue five that that character mm, i ain't gonna say nothing all right um so uh the second the second issue was good but um not as good as the first right. and yeah, it introduced a couple more characters give you a little bit more detail yeah on, i mean it, it it gave you a little bit more on ruby because you know she's not going to take cold to have some shitty pancakes so uh it's not midnight diner but whatever we um i i i thought that it reading them as they were coming out the second issue kind of just gave me a little bit more time to marinate on what the first issue presented and basically lulled me into a false sense of security before the third issue dropped yeah, I'm glad you brought up Ruby because um, as far as these five issues go, I think she is the most um, throwaway character in the whole book. He doesn't devote hardly any time to her. She's just yeah, there not, with the yeah. with the with the wisecracks and the you know. Yeah, she's she's, uh, she's a muscle. She's yeah, but, but we I we we don't get to really know her in five issues. Yeah. She's You're just right. yeah she, you know sure. Yeah. By the way, uh, you didn't mention because since we are kind of referencing where these things are drawn from, I, I took one of the reasons the first issue reeled me in, and and I was like, oh yeah, this is for me. Is that not only were those billionaires that draw him to the edge of the earth, uh, you know, stereotypes, but they were the Koch brothers. Yep. Sure. You know, and so like that's I'm like, oh, she just shot the Koch brothers. That's glorious. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's just absolutely glorious. Uh, so, and then but, I think I think in the, I don't remember if it's this because I, I I I I don't remember if it's in this arc or not. But they later explain like maybe it's right after this arc where because she she explains to him she explains to Cole that like the other part of the job the whole is like like the the first part is to try and stop these things from becoming real, but the other part is like what do you do to clean up all the mess you know like the damage control part and and uh she was saying like so you can't just assassinate the coke brothers uh you know and just like you have to explain that away so like you know obviously she's like so we have it where you know the 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 one dies and the other is is got terminal cancer and like that's like oh well that i mean that's exactly what happened to the coke brothers right like like in our reality, and as much as this is reality, like one of them dies, and then the other one is is terminally ill, and and so it's like, oh, okay, like wink, you know, <laughs> like I just think it's 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 very clever, like they, because you know, I and again, just like I didn't really realize the trial aspect, like there are probably things in this book that hit different people based on your age or your exposure to certain conspiracies. Because when I read that issue, the second issue, like I was just thinking it was a play on the um, on Sandy Hook. You know, like a Sandy Hook mom who just like who who was confronted with this. Oh, the third know, issue, uh, or the third issue rather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the like, third like, issue is one hundred percent Sandy Hook. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. And that's Alex Jones on the first page. Yeah, right. right, right. But I think um, JT is very uh, reluctant to. I mean, he'll go like the um, the he'll name names in in terms of the McMartin preschool trial or the, the satanic panic but when it comes to a real world person as the like the Koch brothers the, the names are changed to protect the you know what well, i mean it seems like if they're a lot but i mean he i mean he named epstein right i mean he named clinton and obama i mean right well yeah well and as at least somewhat as the, he didn't really drag obama's name in the, but he brought up the birtherism and 
Um, but and and how right, but I mean, he could have just as easily like I'm saying, like he doesn't. It doesn't seem like he's shying away from using real life analogs in, for most cases. That's true. Yeah. Right. Well, who yeah. knows? But it's just curious to me that some na- like he he in terms of the Satanic Panic, he names Anton Zandor Levey. Right. Right. No, and your point. I mean, he changes the Koch brothers. But he changes. Yeah, yeah. 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 And Maybe I, because he, like he's like in it, he's assassinating them. So right. Like, well, I, right. I don't want to like I don't want the Koch brothers' lawyers to send me a thing. Saying, right. Why exactly. My, yeah. But the thing is, um, the the as far as the Satanic Panic goes, and uh, Levey, and everyone was afraid that their their children were going to be indoctrinated into this Satanic cult and kill babies and drink their blood, like. LeVay was a lounge lizard game show host and star fucker. Like he was, his, his Satanism is the, there are, there's nothing mystical about LeVay's (laughs) Satanism. It's it's all about the self, right? You know, do, do what thou wilt and and hurt no one. That's what Satanism is about. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the public, he perpetuated it because it got him attention, but he was, he was more interested with, you know, getting with Jane Mansfield than he was with actually eating babies. <laughs> but that you can't tell the public that because as soon as you drop the Satan bomb, that's it. It's like, oh, no, Satan is evil. Uh, yeah, do a little research. Um, third issue is well, – that was kind of rough, kind of a rough issue to read. Um, not not in terms of the, the presentation, but the, the, Subject the, the guts of it were a little bit – uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was harrowing. Um, it, again, the the illusion the issue begins with allusions to Alex Jones and his denial of uh, Sandy Hook, where um, Mary Todd, whose ten uh, year old son Roger was killed in a school shooting, and um, as anyone, I guess, I mean, it's hard to put oneself in in her place, but. She, her, her, everything has been shattered. She's, she's lost. She has PTSD. She doesn't know who to trust. Um, and then there's these people, uh, this Alex Jones, Alex Jones analog claiming that the whole thing was a false flag and these kids aren't dead. Um, they're actors, right? They, they were paid to. Yeah. Crisis actors. Portray victims uh, manufactured by those that wanted to take away your rights specifically uh gun rights uh she's she's kind of horrified by those that believe that her son was still alive no you know my son's dead i got the phone call and uh she couldn't help him but um she feels guilt that she couldn't say her son and she keeps replaying this this terrified phone message uh that she received on that terrible day like she living her son's death over and over she tortures herself uh with his passing um and then she takes an odd turn where she becomes uh at first a lurker in in the the message boards but then she becomes an active participant with the conspiracy theorists and and she's commenting on her own misfortune inconceivable right um but there it is uh and here's another layer of the ongoing narrative that's uncovered mary receives a flash drive from a group called black hat 
Men in Black wear black hats. That includes a video of her son acting through a script. (laughs) What? Uh, There's a dramatization of what she had believed to be the real events of his demise. And there she is in the video. She is willingly participating in this ruse. Um, it took a, uh, uh, it took time, but she eventually convinces herself that the video is real, which means her son was alive. Uh, the ideas of the conspiracy theorists changed Mary's beliefs. Uh, and Cole and Ruby removed the video evidence. Uh, but I, I, I don't think there's... The the spiral into madness that uh, Mary uh, engages in. You need to read it. I think it's presented in a way that's that's um, not only disturbing, but it's 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 um, there's a visceral viscerality, a visceralness about it that is is really stunning, um, stunning in a good and bad way, right? that uh the one that that got me was the the double page of the american flag with uh handguns in the mm-hmm. place of stars in the blue field and then mary has a television head and she's holding her in one hand she's holding her son's hand and in the other she's holding a gun to her son's uh temple and his his eyes are are xed out so uh, physically impossible. She can't hold her son's hand and put a gun. It's okay, uh, but it's a neat visual motif that uh, very effective. Very effective. Uh, I will say those pages are are pretty damn good. Yeah, but it's 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 a it's a harrowing descent. Uh, yeah, but, but it's it's all too. This issue is it is it it starts to instantiate the idea that Cole's being told by Lee that where you actually are seeing a case of something that clearly didn't happen. I mean, the mom knows that her son's dead, but even that can be changed if enough people start believing it. Sure. Yeah. And then, but, and the point being in what makes this a comic and that is like, is the reality does then change. Like, like at some point the cross is over where she did it was in fact faked and, and she was complicit and, and that is the truth. And like, so that's the, I mean, that's my favorite thing about all this is that like, if enough people start to believe it, it becomes the truth and it like right. rewrites, it rewrites reality in, in all of its various ways, right? Which yes. That sort of explodes. That's the saving grace for this book with me. Because as you know, I have ideas about a lot of things. And the, the fact that Tinian didn't come out and say, that's all bullshit. Here's the truth. He's saying, no, that could possibly be real. That's why this organization exists, because they want to eradicate that story in favor of one that they deem plausible and purposeful, right? So he's not saying, you know, you conspiracy theorists are all crazy. He's like saying that those stories could be true if enough people believe them. And henceforth, the department is there to whitewash all that stuff. Yeah, that's what I like about this book. He's giving both sides, crazy as they may seem in some a- incidents, uh, he's giving both sides th- a voice. And I'm gonna, I'll say something after we've finished. Well, if um, you play the string out, right? It's like, well, 
we sit here and here we are like postulating about the bullshit people believe and then the reality of what's like but if you're living in the world that the part of truth exists in what we perceive as real or fake is and is could have been different yesterday right, right? It, it, it's all well let's get into issue number four issue right. number four was the i think it's a very important issue because as far as i'm concerned issue number four revealed the true villain behind this entire five issue run I, like I said, I haven't read. It, there, there's, there's probably, and there's definitely more information beyond issue five that I've yet to digest. But as far as I'm concerned, in the brackets that go issue one to issue five, I know who the villain is. Are you going to tell us who you think the villain is? We'll get to it. We'll get to it because in issue in issue number four, very, very important issue. Uh, you got two uh, newspaper men, Daniel Clay. Uh, and Robbie of the Washington Post. One is a, an editor, and the other one's a writer. And again, it's it's just more along the lines of weaponized media. Information, in quotes, be, become can become a weapon. Um, and, and that the department exists to instill doubt in order to weaken and eventually dissolve the undesirable narratives generated by mass belief, right? So you got conspiracy theories. In this case, Obama's birth records. Black Hat wants the media to believe that he was in fact born in Kenya, right? By planting information in that 1961 CIA director, Alan Dulles, ordered Obama's birth records destroyed. And Dulles is very important in the fact that Dulles not only manipulated the presidential chain, which involved George H.W. Bush, Bill Clinton, Obama, blah, 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 but he influenced aspects of the Kennedy assassination, the Cold War, the creation of the deep state, the dissolution and eventual resurgence of the Democratic Party, Epstein's attachment to high-ranking individuals, 9-11, and more. There was a series of dossiers, I think 12 of them? Uh, that were um, you know it doesn't it doesn't matter there's um, there are a series yeah, 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 a yeah. Seri- 12 dossiers that Black Hat quote well I don't I want to say um, leaked they unleashed them to these journalists um, and the narratives were all different uh, they ran counter to what was commonly believed, right? Or they were it was advantageous for these stories to to be disseminated into the public and overwrite conventional quote wisdom. Um, and then Oswald shows how all these these are woven together in this this fictional narrative. Why? Because Black Hat wants the general public to mistrust the government to disavow the official narrative, to reveal the lies in order to expose and bring down the Department of Truth. So if this issue is to be believed, um, the Black Hat organization exists for no other reason than to bring down the Department of Truth. Right. This raises the question of who watches the Watchmen. Right, right, right. right. Or, or who, who, who really is the bad guys here, who really isn't. Yes. And yes. Um, so 
the the real shocker in this issue was that so so you got these newspaper men that are that are onto the quote truth they mm-hmm. they they they're given something that um question throws into question everything that is believed about all these incidents and Oswald orders Cole to kill them and if yeah. he and if he does um Lee will allow him the opportunity to chase down this this his his obsession, this star faced man, and um, Cole kills him. He does. He uh, does. Uh, yes, um, which destroyed the character of Cole for me because now he's. Yeah, he's I, in- I agree that it it is like I'm like oh well it didn't destroy it, but but and I you know I'm curious to adapt things too because I know he read it as it was going as I did. Uh, it, it did completely shift. Like I, I after that happened, like oh, Cole's a, a pussy. Like he is a very he's yes, a bitch. yes, yeah, like, like he's yes, he's not the hero of this story. At least no, not. he's or at least if he is going to be, he's going to have to have quite a an arc because he's a chump. Yep, and that led me to believe that not only is Cole a patsy, and like you said, other things, the Department of Truth is the villain in this book. They are the villains. Well, in the interest of not spoiling the other 17 issues for you, I would say it's prop. we've established through this conversation that that, that, that Tynan's pretty clever with all this. I mean, he did pick Lee Harvey Oswald to be the leader of this group, right? Exactly. Right. Like, he didn't pick, you know, like, so, like, Abe Lincoln. So, yes. Well, that's that's exactly why I said, in terms of the bracket between issue one and issue five, they're clearly the villain. Sure. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. I mean, for me, this issue, and I agree it's it's probably the most potent of the five, is that, uh, you know, it start, like you said, it starts with these presumably very reputable members of the media, right? Whether it's, and I, and I think, it, it, well, it's, it's the Washington Post because he, he yeah. makes he makes the analogy of the fact that they're they're owned by the richest person in the world, so how could they not be biased? Um, which would be Bezos. Uh, so yeah, it's the Wapo. But 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 where where this really got me, and again, I'm going to sound like a crotchy old man, is I think we have all to your point, Vince. We have always had really through recorded history, groups in power have done lots of things, including. Withholding information, altering information, changing narratives to protect their position of power. That is one of the ways that one can control a mass's information that leads them to be loyal to you. So, like, I agree. And that's, like, almost, like, embedded in the human condition. Like, I agree with that. Where perhaps, and and maybe some are going to listen to what I'm about to say and think I'm just naive here. I, at least for a chunk of my life genuinely believed that a good portion of the media was in fact the fourth estate meaning that like investigative journalists and their editors gen genuinely believed that they were independent of everything else and sought to put out and find the truth regardless of whether that truth was something the population wanted to hear or didn't like now again, some of you may hear me say that and say like, "No, nah, it was never like that." But that I I spent a lot of my life believing that, and that's why I thought they were so important. 
I think for reasons that we probably could spend 10 hours dissecting, um, that has eroded in no small part because of the way the internet changed their businesses. And I, I think that's why I have a much greater fear of what's to come in terms of information and the people's belief systems and willingness to believe in things that aren't true because the, the trust in the fourth estate has effectively gone away, particularly from the right, right? Like, like it is a, it is a talking point of the right to discredit the media. And, and again, you know, I know we're, we're open about our politics here and and some people are going to groan, but like Trump is the choreographer of 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 not trusting the media right like he mm-hmm. he's he he is the lead dog in that narrative and it has been fully embraced by a massive chunk of our populace and but uh, not only the media but his own at the time organization he like, sure. if no, no, you no, if no, you're sure. questioning right. the okay. results of an, an election yeah you're right. questioning my, the my body this is that, is you, that you is serve that the fourth the fourth estate as a as an institution is getting close to being non-existent, and that yeah. frightens and saddens me. Totally agree. There's no there, journalistic integrity. Those two words don't even go together anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And by the way, we, again, I am unapologetically liberal in my politics and leaning, so I'm not going to not going to dance around that. But but I will say, uh, and I probably get some side eyes from fellow progressives and liberals listening. I think that while I think that what Fox News does is more egregious and 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 misdirected than like a CNN I also believe that CNN is incredibly slanted and pointed in its own yeah news and, and yes if I was like lining them up one for one I think CNN is closer to the truth on a given day than Spox but I also think that it presents it in an incredibly uh politically motivated way meant to sway people's opinion and uh i don't i wish that wasn't the case i wish that the main way people got their news or at least could choose to get their news was presented in a completely measured non-emotional non-biased slanted way or at least with that with that goal i realize that like everything has bias but but you know what i'm saying and so right. so i say that because like yes i i again i'm not suggesting that if you turn on CNN and turn on Fox News and you and you do the lie detector or fact checker, CNN's winning that battle probably almost every day. But I still think that if you just wake up every day and watch CNN, you're coming away with a extremely slanted, biased viewpoint of the world. It may be the biases that I tend to lean more to. So like I'd rather you be biased in that way. But but like but I think objectively speaking, I don't think it's necessarily a purely truthful presentation of the world either. Right. Right. Cronkite spinning like a lathe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And again, I'd be curious if people listen to this, like, you know, I'm a I'm of a certain age, I'm forty eight years old. Maybe I you know, maybe I naive with the state wasn't particularly biased then like maybe it maybe for others are listening saying, No, it always was, you just didn't realize it. Like maybe that is I, I I just that but that's my I sit here believing otherwise and, and I'm I'm completely open to being presented with 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 counterpoints but i just you know to me that's the thing that's like changed the most like i'm with you vince like i think politicians have always had it in their best interest to to spin right they're called spin doctors for a reason like mm-hmm. like like uh and and i believe that any power whether it be religion or whoever's running the, like i believe that's all true 
um, big corporations, right? Same thing. Big corporations literally have massive departments called public relations meant to spin, right? Like that's the job, the yeah. job is to spin it. Like look at the Disney, like bring it back to comics. Like, and again, we, a lot of like we had so many of our our our, our peoples, including ourselves, celebrate like Perlmutter getting fired. And like, yeah, like all things being equal, I'd rather like Perlmutter not be at Disney running Marvel than being there for sure. Right. Like, absolutely. I'm not going to say that's not like you want to dap it up. Like that's cool. But like, you know, like, but there's measure there. Like, like it is being spun like this grand victory by people who have it in them to be anti Trump or anti Republican. In truth, like Perlmutter was collecting a fat check, not really doing much on a day to day basis within Disney because he sold Marvel to them. And it was like, you know, like a payday. Like, so like it doesn't like him getting fired from Disney really doesn't like, I'm guessing that Ike is much less upset about it than most of us were excited about it. You know what I mean? Like, like, like I don't think it really like the dude is still a billionaire. He's still an incredibly powerful, influential person. I'm sure he's got a trillion people that want to start businesses with him or hire him or get involved with him. Like, I don't think dude is sweating it, right? So, like, and again, like, that doesn't mean you can't be happy he's gone from it. But I'm just saying, like, but, but like, to a certain group of, of media outlets, you would have thought it was, like, this, like, ding-dong, the witch is dead. Like, like Marvel has been cleansed of its cancer. And, like, no, nah, that's not the reality at all. Like, like that's that hasn't been the case for years. Like, Perlmutter hasn't been calling the shots for years, right? So it's, like... Um, that's just a small, like, comic-centric example of how everything is spun to suit our what we want to believe. It's just spun that way. That's the way it is, you know. Yep, true. Um, so yeah, uh, issue four, pretty well. And this also, this also is important because it it starts to introduce this idea of a unified conspiracy theory, right? That like. It's all true. Like it's all like it, it's all true and all connected. Right. And like that's the most conspiratorial crazy like like pick any of these conspiracy theories and you've got a subset of people that believe them. Very, very few people believe that it's all true and connected. Right. That's a special kind of crazy. Right. It, it, it would be an incredibly high number of balls to keep in the air. They, they cannot all be connected, but uh, remains to be seen, right? Uh, issue number. So, Dap, do you remember reading this issue? What you thought of Cole killing them? Were you bummed by that? Did it change your perspective on Cole? It it did bum me out. Um, rereading it, and I was remembering. You know, they're, they're asking him, but you guys, you guys are the good guys, right? And and he's sitting there with, with tears running down his face. And I think so. And and then he pulls the trigger. So, I mean, this is somebody who was, you know, was kind of set in, in his ways and in his world and, and figured he knew what sort of things made sense. And now he's introduced to this whole thing where um, the world's crazier than you think it is. And I, I part of me is like, it was... It was way too early for Lee to put this on him. Um, it was, I, I, I guess I was more conflicted than anything else because it, it's, it.
you're not saying anything either. We lost you, buddy. Yeah. No shit. I was yeah. No, I I, I did a Jason. I didn't know I was muted. Ah. Uh. Um, I was. I, rereading it now and and remembering that you know he had tears down his face when when they turn around and they say you know well you know you can at least tell us you guys are the good guys right and it calls that guy i i think so and then he pulls the trigger and i part of me made me think that it was it was a little too early for lee to put that on cole it it's a it, it my man is like he was <laughs> Why are, you, I mean, why are you making Cole a victim? He's a he's a fucking killer. He is. He is because we put him in that position. It, it's and I'm not. No, listen, no. I, he didn't force him to pull the trigger. No, he said, "Listen, it's only going to be you guys in this room. You do what you want to do." But in the back of Cole's mind, because all he keeps thinking is, "So this this is the morning they're going to kill me, right? You're bringing me to the office. So this is where you're going to kill me." It's like every every three pages. It's like, dude, they're not going to fucking kill you. And so he's just sitting here, and it's like, well, if I don't kill them. And 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 they know this because Lee's telling them, listen, they could tell you everything that they want to tell you. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. You know, we're going to keep this information under our hats and, and, you know, you go about your business and it's all one big secret. And there's no way in hell you can trust them to keep that secret. So if Ruby was there or if Lee just let Ruby do it, you know, I'm sure she would have. But it was I, I viewed it at the time as a test. Is he going to do this? He, how how deep are we going to take him? And and, and like you said, Vince, you know, if, if they're setting up to be a fall guy, then this is just the beginning of that process. But um, I think you're leaving out one very crucial detail, which is Oswald literally says, "You kill these guys, I'll let you go after that Starface man." So yes. he's he's killing that's two true, people because, as right, the yes, opportunity as, to uh, yes. to chase his demon. Like yes. what? destroying two human lives because they may change the narrative. It's not guaranteed that they will, but they probably would somewhere down the line. But you don't just kill somebody because they believe something other than you. Right. I think it's pretty right, despicable right, right. that he killed these two guys. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, and I'm guessing that once Maddie finds out, if he does find out, um, Maddie's going to want nothing to do with him either, because Maddie seems to be legit a, a nice guy. Yeah, I don't know why that concerns me, but it just <laughs> it just does. You, you know, off. it's a bang. Oh, what's Maddie going to think? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Maddie. Yes, he seems to um, live on his own in in regard to Cole and his job. Like they don't seem to have too much. Interaction, yeah, not, yeah. Not, not much crossover. All right, um, issue five, Denver International Airport, fittingly, uh, which was the origin point for those dossiers that were distributed by Black Hat um, and Ruby. This is almost a solo issue with Ruby, yeah. where uh, Ruby goes to uh, the source and uh, <laughs> is attacked by a reptilian. How many times do you get to say that? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, she holds her own. And the thing was, Black Hat somehow caught wind of the department's arrival. And in order to control their definition in reality, to keep their existence, uh, they slaughtered all of their staff. And wouldn't you know it, they videotaped it in order to show uh, the department 
the, the, the extent, the lengths to which they'll go to, to maintain. Um, also, Ruby finds that Black Hat possessed a dossier on our old Cole Turner, mm-hmm. which they so conveniently left behind for her to find. Um, so now Cole, he's reliving the murders of Dan and Robbie. Oh, he's in all weepy and shit. Um, now, okay, so I this page weirded me out because it looks like Cole still has the damn gun in his hand. Maybe it's the art. So, oh, but I'm like, so Where, what page are like, we on? Uh, the the one after she sees the Cole's file and, and she says, "I need to talk to him fast." With the chalk outlines on the floor. Hmm, let's see. Uh, he he does have the gun in his hand. And so who's who's doing chalk outlines? Because it's not like the cops came. No, nah, it's a graphic it's, trick. It's not. Right, so like I, I doubt they're really there. Right? I don't think they're there. I think that's just Martin getting semi-creative. Maybe okay. at the maybe at the behest of. Of of JT, but yeah, I, within the confines of their their organization, I don't think they'll be like, "Hey, get Billy to to come in and draw chalk on lines," yeah. because they're not going to want to follow. Still there. Yeah, like, they're not going to follow up on it. It it never happened. You didn't okay. see anything, Penguin. Um, <laughs> where were we? Oh, it, it, he keeps reliving the the incident. You know, bang bang, he throws up and he's. He's he's in a bad way, and this is when we meet Martin Baker. Yeah, who's Martin Baker? Well, this guy waiting in the shadows when he returns to his apartment. Uh, he's in Cole's apartment. Um, Baker is uh, or Barker. Barker is the the head of Black Hat, and and that? he just unleashes a deluge of quote truth about Black Hat and the department. Black Hat has been watching Cole for a long, long time. And wouldn't you know it, it was the department that put the star-faced man in Cole's mind. But I'm going to help you. I'm going to free you. I'm going to free everyone and remove the the star-faced man from your your, your mind. This will be a, a boon. Um, and, and also, the, the woman in red is all has eyes on Turner. Eyes... Because she doesn't have any, they're, they're crossed out. Um, she's got the the eyes on on uh, Cole, but I thought it was really cool the progression of iconography in the woman in red's dress. I love that page. You got the 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 church in there. The fucking masons are in there. Ufology, Russia, um, the 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 Templars, uh, the Illuminati. Everything's in her dress. She's a she, uh, just taking care of covering all the bases there, and it's the uh, Adamski UFO, which is great with the balls, the bubbles on the bottom of it. Um, mm-hmm. Far-reaching stuff. I don't know whether the um, again the the, the Starface Man. I doubt it's a demon. Uh, the one panel that really had me questioning both uh, the woman in red and this this Martin um, uh, Barker character is when he says, you know, I'm going to take this this out of your head. Uh, and he's got X's on his eyes. 
Martin has X's on his eyes. So the woman in red has X's on her eyes. Are they the same character? How are they related? Like, you don't use a visual cue like that lightly, right? You guys know more than I do, but it just raises questions. Like, why does the why does this Martin character have X's on his eyes now? How how are they linked? Are they X's or are they just dark and like No, they're X's. Beady. They're X's. Look when it the the, the, the Starface guy's got coal from the back of the head. The shadowy Martin guy has X's on his eyes. Oh, they okay, yeah, when he's in shadows, yeah. But I, yeah. I mean, like, looking at his face, though, when, when he's in... Oh, no, he's, he's got little and, little pinpoints yeah. there. Yeah, not, not, not when he's, when he's uh, in, in the light. It's when he goes into the shadow that you see the X's, which just led me to believe that there may be some, some connection here between this, this fat guy and, and well, Lady in Red. I mean, you get to the last page... And Cole's talking to Ruby, and who's downstairs from the apartment? Yeah, she's watching him. Yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah, questions, questions. It's good to have questions. Questions are yeah. To, question everything. It's a fundamental. Uh, it, it is to be alive is to question things, right? Um, the shadows exist for a reason. And it seems like this book is full of them. But uh, in terms of scratching the surface, I think, yeah, I'm glad I have the omnibus coming because I want to know more about what's going on here. Um, uh, if you give me a secret, I want to find the reason or the the the, the truth, which is a very it's malleable. Exactly. Yeah, it's a very malleable thing in this book. I get it. But um, so did they say, or has the creative team said that what has come out to date is it or is it going to keep going? Or what's the deal? No, it's they the, did a cliffhanger saying more like more's coming, but they net, but they were, were, were we, but they left it like we don't, they haven't announced like when the more is coming. Is it, is it six months from now? Is it five years from now? We don't, we don't know that. Hmm. So. Well, I mean, um, Ultimately, I think it was a worthwhile experience. I enjoyed it uh, a lot. I, I I won't say I'm in love with the book. It it does uh, ring a lot of bells that are important to me. Um, I yeah, no, I mean it, it, it's wrapped up in all that stuff that I love. It, yeah, it, it it's not quite a complete package for me. No, I think it's it's there are times where I think. I don't know if it's a, um, I don't know if it's an image thing. I don't know if it's a creator thing, but I, I think at times doing the five issues. Now, granted, it's obviously, like Re- Re- Rasputin on that page. Whatever. Yes, because the 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 sixth issue is is one of the offshoots. So, and this it it works to end the first volume here because that's the end of this arc because Martin is off the next two issues, so it doesn't tie into Cole stuff. So, but it is, it is weird if if you're getting into the swing of things and you get to the end of the fifth issue and like you, you obviously you still have questions, but it, it was, it, it's a weird ending point. If that makes sense. Well, I mean, they dropped a bomb before yeah, they ended that, to, that it, there's it, a, I mean, something that we're all to which we're all aware that there's a secret history to the world. I mean, that's pretty much unquestionable. Right. 
Yeah. No. Right. And 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 to your point about who's the real villain, they they unveil that the department has acquired the hard copy history of the real the real history of the world and have been using that to their advantage for the last few decades. So. Right. And they're gonna overwrite it. Yeah. Yep. As Tony would say, I have questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not- By the way, just uh following up on the the what's his name thing. I found a quote from him. He says, my name is James Tynan the fourth. It's not spelled the way it's pronounced. The original Irish spelling of the name was T Y N A N. But for some reason it was changed somewhere in the whole Ellis Island process. Oh, Ooh. of course. Of course. There you go. So, so it is tiny. And I guess I, I was today years old when I realized that tiny onion, his company is. Yes. Oh my God. I didn't really. I didn't realize That's hilarious. That. Yes. Oh shit! So <laughs> you you were today. I was like, oh, oh. I was like, oh, it's time. You sweet child. Yeah, what's your heart? Uh, oh, yes. right, I'm worthwhile, but I think we should go uh, to the the slack and give our dudes a little bit of uh, airtime because I solicited um, opinions. Well, there you go. Oh, did you? I sure oh, did. Oh, I did not even know that. I was yeah. super busy today. I solicited nice. opinions because uh, everybody should have a voice, right? Um, and that would be our, our Patreon Slack, which you too can be a part of if you sign up for the Slack Patreon tier. Yes. Listeners. Um, Raj believes that this is tied with Nice House as uh, Tanyan's best work. Interesting. Uh, hmm. And then our our good buddy Brian uh, calls Newbury. me out. Yes. Uh, did I ignore all of you when we told uh, when I was told that this book was for me? No, I didn't ignore anybody. It's just number one, uh, I'm I'm not quick to believe, and number two, <laughs> Martin's art was a very big stumbling block for me. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't. I don't want to discount anything anybody says, especially close friends, like or family, as it is with with the slackers. But just because I'm told something, um, I'm not gonna just wow. Got to read this book. Uh, we have, we all have a process, right? And my process doesn't often allow for things to be inserted on a whim. Like if I'm I'm feeling. A, a way that this week uh, I'm I'm up for some great sci-fi, and you tell me to read a funny animal book. Chances are good that I'm not going to read it, at least not this week. So it's nothing personal. It's not. I I don't discount anything that anyone tells me. Again, especially family members. Don't don't take it like no. You're reading too much into it. Sure, I will say to your point on that. I mean, as much as we gave you shit on this one particular, like we're all in the same boat as I'm sure many of our our friends and patrons are like when I walk into the, my comic room, I mean, I get anxiety over how much comic I own that I, and, and, and I will say the one saving grace is that like when I'm looking at all the things stacked up that I haven't read, like I genuinely still want to read the majority of it. Like, I'm not like, Oh, why did I ever buy that? Like, I'm like, Oh damn, like maybe I should read that next. Right. The problem is of course, we're all not, you know, retired and just where we can dedicate 80% of our waking hours to reading comics. And so like there are lots of things and it's not just comics, it's TV shows and movies and music that like people whose taste I do value 
have said, oh, you should check that out. And it's not like I'm like, oh, fuck this guy. Like, it's, yeah. it's just like, no, I mean, I just have another time. Or it just hasn't, like, it, it, it's never, you know, it, it's never personal. I mean, it's it's just, there's only, as much as we are in the business of consuming entertainment and pontificating about it, there's still only so much time we have to do this stuff. Right, right. Austin Ellis calls himself an idiot for not reading it and is going to binge it tonight, which is awesome. Nice. Uh, Pete found the third issue about school shootings absolutely gutting. Uh, he's a father, as uh, you know, a lot of us are. And I, he says something else about Bigfoot that I didn't read because I didn't come. They didn't. I didn't get there yet. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see what else we have. Um, I wanted to reply to Dean's comment almost immediately, but I didn't because again, I didn't want to show my hand. And Dean thinks that all the art manipulation and Photoshop style effects play into the theme about the post-production of truth and reality. And I was like, my friend, I do believe you're giving Martin way more credit Jeez. than he deserves. <laughs> yeah, there's there's nothing conceptual about that. That's just like, yeah. Can I get you a sandwich, Mr. Sienkiewicz? Um And at first I was turned off because it triggered feelings of Alex Malev, but uh, now we can't imagine uh, it with a more traditional art style. I don't think it would feel as jarring and uncomfortable, which is true. I think the choice for askew and off-center panels and compositions work in the same. Yes. What else do we have for you? guys can read some of these too. Um, let's see. John O. The art style in this book puts you in the headspace to more readily suspend disbelief. Accept its concepts and revel in its paranoia. That's very poetic, John. Bravo. He's an eloquent mofo. He is. I've often caught myself wondering how much less effective it would be if it was illustrated in more conventional procedural fashion. Well, chicken or the egg, right? Um, I, th- I There's a bunch of guys I think could have handled this. Um, I would have liked to see uh, Bacello take it on. Chris, Chris Pacello, yeah. I mean, there's I a bunch. What? Yeah, I couldn't see it. Okay. Um, see it. There you go. Uh, let's see. Uh, Raj uh, chimes in again. I can never pronounce her name. Asaya? Asia. 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 All right. Asia. I, I suck with pronunciation. You're like um, Asai Berry. Asai. Yeah. Uh, Asia. And I know I've been told a million times. I just don't remember the correct way. Uh, Asia says that the school shooting issue made her cry. Yep. Hmm. Some powerful yeah. stuff. And, and Evan hit the nail on the head, right? Like reading this for Book of the Month this week, if you happen to wait until this week because you knew we were going to talk about it, and then. Juxtaposing that against yet another school shooting, it makes it yeah. tougher to. Well, it is fun. America. It could be any fucking week. Yeah. Uh, sadly, it is every week, right? I mean, yeah. it is pretty much every week at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, roughly, roughly 50 school shootings a year. So, yeah, pick a week, boom, cool. you'll have a school shooting. So, yeah. Um, on that our, on that fun note. <laughs> right. Our slackers, they're down with it, man. They, they, they get to the hardest stuff, as you see. And if you would like to join the party, just go to patreon.com forward slash. 11 o'clock comics there's a whole whole bunch of shaking going down with audio 
uh, I always forget to mention this, that uh, we serve up extra audio to our, our patrons. It, it ranges from like two to whatever, six plus hours. Convention time, they really bloat into uh, many, many hours that uh, the people on the regular feed don't get to hear. And Jason does videos. There are polls. Dap and I take care of the images. We do like uh, page a day, uh, duck a day, used to be pulp a day. Now there's fanzine a day where you can actually mm-hmm. da- download a vintage fanzine. And I've been floating a bunch of books that I know my man David loves. So I've been putting them up really for him. But mm-hmm. everybody gets to download them. And just a whole bunch of stuff. You get to chime in on the book of the month. And you get to uh, have access to our Slack. So just check it out. Patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. There you go. What's what's going on? It looks like somebody listed another thing that they read. Oh, damn. You read Local Man number two. You best not be talking about it. Talking about me? Yeah, we didn't read it. You don't be talking about Local Man. I mean, that's fine. It, it was great. Tony rules. He does. I mean, you're the one that was like, I was crying today when I saw the news that it got reordered. <laughs> but that's like, a right, no. That's my, relax. that's my social media joke. How many times have you encountered somebody on Twitter going crying as I type this? Like, <laughs> there's no way you could be crying as you're typing it. True. Drama queen. There's just but, no way. No, but I'm very happy for Tony because yeah. we all like. Come on, no doubt. When we when he hit big with Straight Dogs, we're like, oh fuck, what's he gonna do next? Like, because that's a that's a big distance to fall my friend but no this is great and it the the thing that makes me so happy is that it is nothing like stray dogs not even remotely like it which is great which shows you that tony can switch it up he's a true creator the renaissance man yes there you go and he owes at least 50 percent of his success to us 50 i was gonna say like 70 and i said at least i mean right yeah we give him a forum for his craziness, whatever. So there you go. Um, Department of Truth, Volume 1. Written, I'm going to screw it up again. James Tynan. Tynan. Tynan, the IV. Uh, illustrated by Martin Simon. And design work. Uh, to what extent? No idea. But the book is very designy. So I'm going to give a tip of the hat to Dylan Todd for whatever he did on this book well worth the read glad i read it got the omnibus coming i'm sure we'll have uh, another discussion on this series in the future so stay tuned mm-hmm. yeah what about your travels uh boy well i don't want to yeah, i'm gonna leave that book until you both read it um ambassadors number one because I don't see it on your list. Quitely, right? Yeah, quietly. Yeah, just for yeah. the first issue. I know, yeah. Sure. Yeah, but the the there's come on, the, the rest of the group, I got you got Mateo doing the last one. Mm-hmm. Carl Kershaw's in there. Facts. Uh there's a bunch of very very talented individuals doing the, but I thought it was it was great, but I want you guys to read it. Uh Yes, I am an asshole because I cannot trace uh the origins of this book. I don't know how it landed in my hands. It could have been... It was definitely sent to me by someone because I don't remember buying this book. Could have been Cameron. Could have been Davin. 
could have been uh, John Pesolaco. Like someone sent me this book, and I don't know who it is. Usually, when somebody sends me a book, I take the mailing label, I rip it off the front of the package or, or, or envelope, and I stick it on the inside front cover of the book. So when I read it, I know who to thank. I didn't yeah. do that with this book. Mm-hmm. It may have been one of many books I was sent by a person. So that the the mailing label may be in a book that came with this, but there's only one mailing label. So therefore, I don't know who sent me this. So if, if it's definitely one of the slackers. So please chime in on the Slack after you hear this. Tell me, yo, I sent that to you, uh, and I and I will thank you publicly on the episode next time. Um, Okay, this book is a definite case of the sum of the parts uh, being much more um, devastating than the pieces themselves. Because if I if I told you the 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 specifics of the story, you'd be like, yeah, okay, that's kind of fun. Or or if I if I um, detailed the the rough uh faux naive art brute tendencies of the visuals you'd be like yeah i guess that's cool but you put them all together and there are parts of this book that are genuinely disturbing and and memorable uh because of the fact that they they go they transgress into areas that (laughs) <laughs> um, it is written and drawn by a man named Cameron Zavala, and it was published in 2022. It's called Mycelium, and, and I do love the mushrooms, right? Basically, it's about a serial killer that abducts a woman, kills her, and allows mushrooms or, or mushrooms grow on her decaying body. He puts the body in the woods, um, almost in in a in a, a shrine like situation where he's got her in in a tree, and her body starts to to intermingle with the tree at some point, and um, mushrooms grow on her body, and he eats the mushrooms, and believes that. The mushrooms are dispensing his need to kill. So the, his victim is, in a sense, saving him by um, quenching his overpowering desire to, to kill. But um, he does things to the decaying body that, like I said, the, the book really goes there. Like... Um, she was strung up on the the tree nude and her her nether regions are all open and he does things to said nether regions like you know he explores them and and ingests things and masturbates around the body like this is <laughs> it's not it's not for the faint of heart it really isn't but the sister of the uh the victim and uh uh, a uh, a man who is like a private detective, but he he had a, a number of bad experiences, and he questions his ability to to do anything. Um, it's, it's a very strange story. Uh, roughly hewn, the art is 
intentionally grotesque in a wonderful, wonderful way. Um, it doesn't have a happy ending, uh, but there, there, there are things about this book that will definitely stick with you, and and I love that when when a book doesn't have to be a a, a winner on all levels like it doesn't have to be a conceptual diamond rendered in an exquisite fashion like if you show me an experience or you give me an experience that i have never experienced before i take away from it like i'll be honest he goes up to the the, the serial killer go, goes up to the the woman's body uh in the forest and sticks his fingers in her v- vagina and plays around with it and he's got all nasty sticky disgusting shit on his fingers and he sticks them in his mouth he's like mm. then he sticks his hand down his pants and he masturbates in the forest near the tree and it is really extremely disturbing <laughs> the sound effects are rendered in um sperm so <laughs> so yeah there's that uh but, but you know what are you doing yeah <laughs> the um the uh, oh. no, but this is what I'm saying. Like this to me is a winner because I will never forget that opening sequence. And he's really smart. Zavala is smart for putting that in the beginning of the book because you know what's going to happen. Like this book is going to go down some seriously dark uh, avenues, and it does. I I I legit loved this book. I am in its debt because again, it has uh, like Pinhead. It has given me an experience that I have never plumbed before. So it's a wondrous thing. Uh, India as fuck. Cameron Zavala's Mycelium. Uh, and on the front cover, it's, it's, it, he's, he's bold uh, because it's incredibly difficult to pick out the word Mycelium. He has the corpse uh, rotting and there's a crow picking out maggots from her empty eye sockets. And the word mycelium is rendered in uh, organic uh, plant matter that has grown from the the dead body. So, like, you get undulating um, uh, stems and, 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 you know, leafy things that say mycelium when you really discern what's going on. But at first glance, you can't discern what it says. It's bold. Uh, there's no, there's no publisher on the spine. There's no publisher inside. Even in the, the the back page, there's there's like you don't even know where to get this. It says Cameron Zavala on the back cover. There's no email address. There's no URL to order this. It's just like it's, it exists in this 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 weird odd little artistic vacuum that you're supposed to. You either hunt down where to get this or you don't like you don't know what he's is right well i can't tell you where to get this i don't know i i i don't know i didn't do the 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 back work i just experienced the book as it is in my hands and i like it a lot if you're interested i don't know google cameron zavala and mycelium and then maybe you'll figure it out maybe you won't i don't know but that's cool right isn't that awesome that this little thing found its way to me uh and i loved it and yet i can't tell you where to experience it because the author didn't care enough to to list it on the book <laughs> mycelium i loved it 
<laughs> is uh, mushrooms are really in vogue in pop culture these days. For yeah. real. Yeah, they're just catching up to us, really. Yeah. Got the cordyceps over on Last of Us. And... Yep. Yo, that last issue, though. I mean, that last episode, though. Whew. I'm going to uh, finish it this weekend. Oh, you haven't seen it? Oh, my I had no. Yeah, I did. There was just I needed I needed a bit of a breather. I I, I needed to take yeah. a break from the bleak. So oh well, <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. I know. So yes. <sighs> man, Pedro Pedro goes places. But no, I, I I think it's a phenomenal show. I mean, it's 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 not fair to compare it to Walking Dead, I guess. But but it is it is like what's that on? HBO. What's what HBO? But uh, man, oh man, is it! I, I can't, so I can't picture like the season. The first season was just incredible. I, I, if they can sustain that for multiple years, then I'm going to be very, very. Now, happy. is that um, tied to the video game? Yeah, it's it's, it's based on the video game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't have HBO, but I'd like to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, why are we uh, happy and or entertained when we're miserable? Why is that? It's a good question. Yeah. That's a good question. Maybe it makes us grateful for what we have. I don't know. No, it's a fair question. I mean, I, 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 I mean, dystopian and post-apocalyptic stories are one of my favorite genres to consume. So I, yeah, I don't know that I've, yeah, I've, I've considered my inner travels a success when I can get a. What are you doing to us? <laughs> oh my god, it's the best, dude. It's the best. <laughs> Dap, bring us, bring us up, Dap. Yeah, I'm going to go in a different direction. Um, there is uh, there's no sperm to be found in this book. Oh, I'm done. I know. I'm out. Know, you're going to tap out. Um, it is the second volume, the second collection of one of my favorite mangas. She loves to cook and she loves to eat. It's I'm, it, There's nothing heavy here. I'm not going to go um, too long. Two main characters. Um Namoto, she's you know just delighted that uh, her neighbor Kasuga is happy eating her food, and 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 now she can you know continue making these meals. The the second volume picks up after the first, where um, Namoto's mom wants her to come home for Christmas and New Year's, and you know spend time with the family. Namoto doesn't want to because she knows she's just going to hear about from mom. Oh, when you're going to settle down? When you're going to find a guy? This, that, and the other. And 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 she doesn't want to deal with that drama. She 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 found somebody that she's happy to hang out with, and she is starting to question things and whether or not she's catching feelings. And um, we don't get too much into um, into Kasuka's way of thinking, but. There are moments towards the end of the volume where um, she does, she she is making motion. She she's she's doing things that um, she finds that she figures her friend would appreciate this. That you know, I'll I'll buy this I'll buy this appliance or I'll I'll, I'll buy this these groceries because she'll want to cook this and we'll have a good time together. And and so she's opening herself up a little bit more too and um the the food dishes look amazing this volume they actually are you, you do get to see some the faces of other characters Mo- the first volume you just you, you didn't see any men really and um th- th- there were no facial features on the male, male characters uh 
but there are a lot more visible faces in the um in the second volume i i really really like the way um Sakomi Yuzaki presenting the story um the art it, it's not as um it's not as detailed as uh Dan to Dan or Chainsaw Man or anything like that it, it, it and, and it's not as fast-paced or frantic or kinetic but um it's just a couple people hanging out enjoying themselves like I said the, the illustrations of the food are really enjoyable um there was an interesting moment where uh in the 16th chapter, there was a there was a disclaimer that uh, in order to accurately portray patterns of real-life discrimination against people of marginalized sexualities, part of the following chapter includes discriminatory language. So it's it's a the book is designed for for older teens, and and there is a um, there's a couple of pages where uh, Nomoto is kind of like filling out one of those questionnaires from a magazine. And you know, like finding your mate, or who do you, who you attract to, and and uh, it never really dawned on her that you know what she does in her life and and who she's attracted to, and 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 it's like it's like oh congratulations you're a lesbian, and she's like it's she was just a little it it kind of just clicked when 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 she took this quiz and and things made sense. So um, yeah, I, I'm I'm curious to see where the where we go with the third volume, uh, I don't know how many we're, we're getting. I know, like, Crazy Food Truck, we got, like, four, and, and, and you know, Way of the House Husband's still going on, so I don't know how many chapters there are to go with this, but um, it, it was just one of those, it, it's, there's very little thinking involved. I, after I'm finished, you know, reading an issue of anything else, I can just, I'll, I'll pick this up, and I just don't think about anything else. Story takes me where they're going, and uh, and 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 the creator is is telling a story about a couple of characters that are having a lot of fun, doing things they want to do, and 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 I I appreciate that. I'm enjoying reading it. So yeah, in your travels, volume two. She loves to cook and she loves to eat. Okay. Um, yeah, we're we're all we're going all kinds of different directions here tonight with the Angel Travels. Nice. Um, I'm going to show some love to a creator we've given lots of love to over the years, Mr. Steve Scross. Oh yes, who nice. is doing one of those quirky things that happen every now and then. You're like, oh, I wish we saw this more often. And that is, Mr. Scross is doing a Marvel book right now, which is a highly unusual situation. Uh, and that book is Clobberin' Time, which is Clobberin', not Clobbering, uh, time number one. Uh, it is a five-issue limited series. As you might guess, given the name, it features the thing. And, Dap, I'm sure you're already aware of this, but I thought of you because this is basically Scross's love letter to Marvel 2-in-1. It is it is essentially a five-issue limited series of Scross doing his interpretation of Marvel 2-in-1. Every, episode, uh, every issue is going to feature the thing... Uh, teaming up with with some somebody else and getting into all kinds of madcap adventure. Nice. For those that don't know Scross, he is a hyper detailed illustrator um, in the vein of like a Jeff Darrow type. Um, you know, just lots and lots of ink on the page, nothing left to the imagination. Tons and tons of detail. Um, One could almost with- say he's a maestro. See what I did there. Yeah, exactly oh, right. Yes, probably most recently we we loved his series Maestros. 
he also um um uh, more recently did uh, uh pax americana yeah but um but yeah we're all fans of his work but this was just exactly what you would expect it to be familiar with him it's just this this story of of the thing and bruce banner are hanging out at a diner they get uh stunted off to an alien land where um a bunch of relatively peaceful scientific small aliens are being overtaken by a warlord who has control of a bunch of kaiju and thing in the hulk are like nah fuck that dude and they go and they basically destroy all measure of kaiju in grand ways for a bunch of pages uh until they are spent and then shunted back to earth um you know, there's not a lot of depth to the story by design, but it is incredibly detailed visually. There's a lot of a lot of fun in there, a lot of humor. It's well executed, and uh, I mean, I love Scrooge's art. Uh, it's great. It was awesome. I mean, definitely the best thing I read this week. Um, just, just, you know, the the art's gobsmacking, and I can't wait to see who else Mr. Ben Green teams up with in the next four issues. I'm waiting for the trade on this one because I'm hoping Marvel does an oversized type thing. Yeah. Yeah, this would be perfect for like that treasury joint they do every now and then. Yeah. yeah this would be great for that. But I did uh, thumb through it and I was like, wow. I'm sh- I'm so I mean, in. homie puts a lot of the ink down. I mean, there's sure a does. lot of drawings. Yeah. Sure does. Sure mm-hmm. does. Um, yeah, one of the things I didn't mention when I was talking about uh, mycelium is that Zavala has appeared in Clusterfucks. Comics, oh, yeah, which make right. which lends mm-hmm. me to believe that um, Cameron may have sent this to me. I don't know. It, it's not a lock. That would make sense. It, exactly, it would make sense, but it's not definitely a lock. But so there you go. I just wanted to mention that, and I also want to mention that this episode has been sponsored by what? Whom? Cheap cheapgraphicnovels.com yes i go there all the time cheapgraphicnovels.com the it's right in the name what's going to happen when you go there you're going to get graphic novels omnibu and manga and they're going to be cheap what more do you need to know they blow away amazon prices uh they're just a whole lot of fun maximum impact dot 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 maximum dollar carnage i couldn't find any other uh arcs or series that had maximum in the title I did look. Those are the two that came up. Maximum, Maximum Overdrive? That's a movie. Which Stephen King short story turned into a movie. Yeah. Right, with the shitty Green Goblin. Uh, Milo shit. Estevez. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, so yes, go there. Save yourself some money. Treat yourself to some collected editions, cheapgraphicnovels.com. In the meantime, go buy some singles too because they drive the industry. Love them, read them. Uh, just hang out with your loved ones, be good to your pets, and say goodnight. Basketball is alien to me, David. <laughs> I, don't <Good> night. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> There's not even a basketball down here. <laughs> Gee. Basketball, Joe. We're playing basketball. Boop, boop. We love that basketball. Basketball. You did it, David. You did it. Congratulations. World's best cup of coffee. Did it. We'll be back here next week uh, for no other reason than these two Jamokes love you very much. And they can't stay away. True. Tell you. I'm glad you told them. That's it for that one.